It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, the Braves avoided a sweep. Yay! And it is sundress season, but... It's also rank of season, and I don't like where the Falcons are ranked. And last but not least, and for the culture, a very familiar name is out here saving lives. We'll talk about it right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. That's how you spread the word on ATL Day 1s. It is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. T, the Braves avoided the sweep. But the only thing about that is that they avoided a sweep from the worst team in Major League Baseball last night, thanks to some power displayed by our little nephew, little nephew cousin, uh, Ozzy Albies, getting it done, putting some runs on the board last night. Uh, T, obviously, Jared Schuster doing his thing, being solid, giving us a solid five innings last night. But the thing about that is, uh, T, it was good that they got the win, I feel. But I think there is something to say about how the Braves played in the month of May. And I think that we kind of understand what those factors are, right? But are you more concerned about them almost getting swept by the A's? Or is it, is it, is it a matter of the overall aspect of how they did in the month of May? I really like what you're saying about the overall aspect. It was almost like, you know how there are times when teams go on the road. I'll give it that example. I know they're on the road now, but hear me on this one mm-hmm. where we say, Hey, look, if you come back 500, we're good. You know, right, you come yeah. back home 500. I think to me, the month of May was almost like that for the Braves right, with yeah. every player who went down. It felt like every position I know it wasn't, but it felt like every position they took an L, but of course the most important one, which was on the mound. I mean, that that's where the questions were. Kyle so Wright to me, yeah, exactly. So you lose Max Fried, you lose Kyle Wright. That's the thing that makes you literally, and then even you get back Rysel Iglesias and he's not quite looking like Iggy. Those are the things that start to make you just get a little bit shaky and a bit concerned. And of course, AJ Mincer still doing AJ Mincer things, at least until last night, give him credit. But uh, for the, like you said, for the month of March, excuse me, May as a whole, it was one of those where I just wanted the Braves to just get out of the month. Like, can, can they just get out of the month unscathed? I'll be honest, Jarvis, the fact that they are out of the month of May and this week you and I have not spoken about anyone else of, you know, starting ilk going yes. on the IL. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll take that as far as the Braves having an opportunity to rest today 
reset themselves to start their campaign for the month of June tomorrow mm -hmm. in Arizona. And then, then let's talk. Then let's talk. Let's, let's see what's cooking in June. But yeah, at, at honestly, Jarvis, at this point, I just wanted him to get out of May without another like person, like without another player going on the IL. Right, another day, another day without uh, another day that it can keep everybody on the roster healthy. Yes. Right? That's going to be the yes. mantra. That was the mantra for the month of May. So I, yes. I think that, you know, I was, like I said, I was definitely excited about them getting the dub last night. But I think overall, looking at it, and um, and it's weird because they've been really good on the road this year. And yes. when you think about, you know, how they came up against the Oakland at the A's, it just was like okay who is this team and, and what's going on and, and because they've struggled a lot more at home and obviously yeah. with the Mets come, series coming up after they finish up in Arizona that's going to be very important as well because like you know at the end of the day team they're 10 games over 500 and, and I think that you know the Braves are doing what they need to do but yeah. like you said it's hard not to kind of pay attention to what's going on hey you lose Kyle Wright you lose Max Freed and you're struggling trying to figure out who's going to be, you know, uh, pitching. And then you have all these doggone bullpen games. We know Brian Snicker doesn't like doing those. Right. And we don't like doing those either. Like we we said death to bullpen games on this show. Like I, I think we can both agree on that part. But, right. but when you start to get out of the month of May with a win, finish up and avoid the sweep. And, and now you're back in a place where you got a day of rest. Get, get make sure you take advantage of that and then get started with Arizona who's you know playing they playing pretty solid you know yeah. in NL West this year so I, I think that's going to be something that they can look forward to and yes. start to get back on track right and remember this was kind of the mayor Copa last year right right around that Diamondback series was where they had that come to Jesus conversation <laughs> yes. and then went straight <laughs> off what was it 14 wins in a row oh, gosh, so yes. hey mm. listen sometimes you have lightning strike twice. So maybe lightning will strike twice. They'll get to Arizona. We'll see them slowly starting to reset. And then they'll become that Braves team that went on that tear in June. And of course, went on to win the division. And we know uh, how successful a back end of the season it was for the Braves back then. Maybe again this time. And AJ Mentor even said it himself. He's like, hey, at the end of the day, we are in a better space than we were last year. So, yeah. hey. Got to take it for what it is, um, especially when the players are thinking like that. <laughs> now, speaking of players, how about this? There's going to be some players on the court tonight, T. The NBA Finals is going down. I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Joker, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, uh, it, and, and is finally here because, you know, the Boston and, and Miami series took a little bit longer than it should have, uh, in my humble opinion. But when you th take a look at this series and start to think about, like, okay, how is this thing going to play out? Are the Miami Heat going to be exhausted, or or the, or is Denver had too much rest? Uh, have they had too much time off? And and you started looking at this series, and I started thinking about. It, I was like, okay, like I understand how the Miami Heat are playing, and and I get it. But I, I think that when you look at who could be the X factor in this series, T, I know I got my I got my pick, I, and I think I might have an idea of who yours might be, but. Who is your X factor for this series? It's a okay. If this play player X plays well, they can um, X team can win this series. Yeah, for the Nuggets, as long as Jamal Murray shows up, because we're gonna assume <sighs> yeah. Jokic exactly. So we're gonna assume Joker and buckets. You you guys are gonna do you right. There may yeah. be moments where you're contained, but not likely to be stopped by your opponent. So yeah. it's that second guy 
Jamal Murray, if he shows up, Nuggets win this thing. Nuggets mm-hmm. win it. And I'm talking about, we always call him playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jamal has been lights out this postseason. Yeah. And if you think about the moments when the Nuggets fell short of the NBA finals in years past or the conference finals these last couple of years, it's been because Jamal Murray's been injured. Mm-hmm. He, he either hasn't been himself 100% or he hasn't been available, period. So I'm going with Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. And I'm going with Bam Adebayo for the Heat. Because he has his work cut out for him guarding Nikola Jokic. But he's going to have to find a way to at least give him some fits. Slow him down. Make him think a little bit. As, as Especially when you think about his ability to facilitate. When he goes out as a, a center, as a facilitator, yes, he is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. when he goes out there to facilitate or he goes out there to take that deep ball, just make sure you contest. But more importantly, Jarvis, when you dig down into the box score of the two times they met in the regular season, yes, the Nuggets won both of those games, but five points and four points respectively. And guess who had monster games both times? Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo had 26 points. Um, Let's see, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Five assists. So he can be a facilitator as well. And then in that second game, 19 points, a little bit lower on the rebound space, two rebounds. But again, if that Bam Adebayo shows up versus that guy we saw in the Celtics series, the the Heat have a serious chance to get this thing. I I agree with you on Bam Adebayo. That was my pick as well. Because here's the thing. Like, going back to game six of that match against the Celtics, that's that says something uh that said a lot about where the Miami Heat are as a team because they were still in that game team. Like it took a miracle by Derek White yes. of tipping in for them to beat them. And Jimmy Butler played awful. He's like yes. he didn't start playing until like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then Bam just never he just yes. just he wasn't there. Like he was there in in, in mind, but definitely not in spirit <laughs> um, when, when it comes to, you know, um, actually, you know, playing some basketball. So I, I think the X factor for the Heat, if Bam plays, like you just mentioned, like uh, like he's like he has played against them in the past, I think this is gonna be a excellent series. Yeah. But on the other side of things, I I'm I'm gonna go with the obvious here. I'm gonna be, play Captain Obvious on, on on the Denver side. I'm gonna go with Big Joker. Because Big Joker, you know, he made a really good case for winning three MVPs in a row. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been the best player in the NBA for the past three years. And and a lot of times, and I think a lot of times, people don't recognize that or realize that because he plays for the Denver Nuggets. If he's playing for the, the Los Angeles Lakers, this not even up for discussion. Or if he's playing for the New York Knicks, it's not up for discussion. Like, he will be the guy. Or if he's, you know, playing with... You know, the Dallas Mavericks uh, alongside um, Luka Doncic, you know, they getting all that press now because of, you know, that international star that he is. So I think that, you know, him being in the Denver market, that's probably why he's not being looked at that way. But I think he has to play like the MVP. And I think that he has to be the triple-double guy like he's been throughout this entire playoff matchup. So I I really hardly believe that, you know, if those guys, if those two guys got it going, Bam and Joker, this is going to be a very interesting series, and I'm definitely looking forward to going seven games for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's a battle of the uh, the different centers, right? Because Nikola Jokic, even with all of his trickery, he still has a body that's kind of a throwback to a big man, whereas Bam is more of like that modern-day kind of forward center, if you will. But, yeah, you know, and then you look at it and you're like, if the Nuggets beat the Heat, you already called it. 
which is if they beat them, then we don't have this conversation about whether or not Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world in in the world of basketball. We don't have that conversation anymore. Right. If the Heat beat the Nuggets, we also don't have the conversation probably about the greatest playoff run in the NBA history because honestly, the only other one I can think of, and of course you and I, it could be generational, but it was that Rockets team that was, I believe, the sixth seed, lowest seed to ever win an NBA championship. That's the only other one I can think of, but I think even that would pale in comparison because they were at least champions the year before. This, right, yeah. if, if the Heat pull this off, Jarvis, man, this is the stuff the legends are made of. Right. It's like we haven't even seen what since the New York Knicks and AC make it to the finals, period. Right. So for them to pull this off, that would be like yeah. Jimmy got to start being in those, in those conversations. I ain't going to say what those conversations are, but you know what exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, Speaking of uh, conversations, how about this? There have been some conversations about the Falcons having the worst offseason in the NFL. What the hell? Ooh, we'll talk about it. But first, got to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is the number one sports book in America. Guess what, guys? Make a fast break to FanDuel right during the NBA playoffs. We're just talking about the final start tonight. So what are you waiting on? You need to go and get this bad boy now. And guess what? If you are a new customer, they got the hookup for you. They got the no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Yes, you heard that correctly. $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. This is a safe and secure app. You don't got to worry about no foolishness. And you get your money right away. So all you got to do is just go to FanDuel. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than the America's number one sportsbook. So stop playing around. Stop wasting time. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, this might be one where you want to do what Jimmy Butler does. He bets on himself and he bets on his team. I would Every not time. be shocked if they found a way, <laughs> if the Heat found a way to win game one. But you want to know what was shocking to me? And listen, Jarvis, when I read articles like this, I can remind our ATL day oneers, our everydayers that I'm not a fan, right? I, I cover mm -hmm. the team. I cover the Falcons. The Steelers are my heart and soul. However, there are certain things that I will say are offensive and head scratchers, even as an objective member of the media. And when you look at ranking the best and worst 2023 NFL offseasons and which teams, you know, did it well or didn't do it well. And you have the audacity and unmitigated gall 
to call the Falcons out at 26 out of 32 teams. So you're basically saying, ESPN writer, that only six teams had a, a worse offseason than the Falcons. I kind of I need to understand that. Now, I'll give you some some pieces to that, Jarvis, so you can mm. react with a little bit of knowledge, right? And even our right. everydayers, if you guys want to drop some comments in the comment section like you always do when you watch us on YouTube, do that. Or even when you're downloading the podcast and you guys want to DM us, you see our Twitter handles right there. Let us know your thoughts. Now, here's what they say went right, Jarvis. The Falcons use their newfound cap space to address the defense. They have fielded an above-average defense just once over the past decade. They've ranked 30th in the league in each of Arthur Smith's first two seasons as coach in part because of the cap restraints. So they go on to say, good luck, Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell, David Onyemata, etc. What went wrong? Is this a long-term solution? Bates is great, but can you say that about anybody else? Campbell, 36, Onyemata and Dupree, 30. Dupree missed some or all of his 15 games the couple seasons that he was in Tennessee. So that's what they're predicating this on, along with question marks around Ritter and whether or not Taylor Heineke is the appropriate backup should he have to get it done for the Falcons? And then they say what's left to do. And, you know, they go on to talk about working deals with the likes of A.J. Terrell. To me, that's mm. asinine. I don't right. see why that's a part of this conversation. Yeah. Because as a negative. like Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Like <laughs> this dude, fifth year option pickup, not even a conversation. Going after him with all guns blazing. I believe that's going to happen. He's earned his keep. I just saw something, Jarvis, I forgot to share with you. But, for example, Pro Football Focus dropped – some stats and the, the guys to watch include AJ Terrell, Drake London as well. So my thing is miss me with that piece of it, but I got to get your reaction Jarvis on why for me, it was the, what went wrong. <sighs> all right. So where do you start? You know, I'm, I'm, where do we start? First of all, I'm going to say his damn name, Bill Barnwell. <laughs> so, so <laughs> listen up player. Uh, when, when you start talking about, ranking off seasons right what are off seasons all about feeling needs yeah. feeling needs how you feel those needs that's up to you and we even talked about it too t because hey we were all defense and everything like that yeah. when it comes to the nfl draft we were all talking about how hey they need to go after this guy they need to go after this guy and we were solely focused on the defense because we felt like the office was in a good space mm -hmm. and then um when you start to gather everything around you start seeing what the falcons were doing it was like okay maybe you know i would like to have a younger guy in that in that defensive end spot sure. slash edge spot but you are feeling what a need for this year because yes. at the end of the day like we can't look towards the future because we don't know if desmond Ritter gonna be the quarterback of the future so hey they are trying to get into their playoffs that's what their that's what their goal is and that's what they're working towards when they're making all of these moves so yes. but i think one thing that I noticed in this article, T, because you know your boy had to go all the way through this thing. I was like, why is this dude so anti, anti, anti? And I found it out. He didn't like the B. John Robinson. Yeah, he didn't like the pick. That's right. He did not like that pick. And I get it. Because guess what? I didn't like the pick. You know what I'm saying? But I've come to the conclusion now that I like the person. And yes. all he has to do is perform, and I'll be cool, right? Yes. As long as he performs and, and be the guy that everybody thinks he's going to be in the NFL, mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. However, like, I think Bill Barnwell needs to understand, like, 
all they had to do was go out and, and get this defense right. They got a new system coming in with Ryan Nielsen. They got an experienced assistant coach to help out the back end of that defense. And uh, Jerry Gray, who Tanisha is going to talk to, by the way, you know, tomorrow. So, you know, we're going to have that exclusivity right here just for you. It's just for you. That's all we do this thing for. It's for you all. So, Bill need to understand that, you know, the Falcons did exactly what they were supposed to do. They filled needs. They got the guard that they needed because we were tired of that whole round robin of, of situations going on there. And they got Bergeron right there. They got in, added another weapon on offense. So they surrounded Desmond Ritter with all the weapons. So guess what? At the end of this year, we'll know exactly where Desmond Ritter stands and what his status will be going forward for this team. I agree. And when you look around the entire league, the last several years have shown you the success that you have with a win now mentality. If you pick the right players and they're able to peak in certain spaces. Right. So right. I'm thinking about Von Miller going to the Rams mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about Andama Kinsu going to the Bucks and Tom Brady going to the Bucks. The teams that have been winning outside of maybe the Kansas City Chiefs, they are probably the team that's been winning with youth, right? But yeah. everyone else kind of has leaned in the, the direction. Eagles, another prime example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I'm like, yeah. you know, the teams that have leaned into, let me get the veteran. Let me get one more or two more good years out of a future Hall of Famer or a borderline Hall of Famer in order to get us to the big game or to actually win it. That's a formula that's worked. The last few years. So why wouldn't the Falcons try to do the same to pick up the likes of Calais Campbell and even him throwing out, you know, David on Yamada and uh, being 30 or whatever. I mean, 30 is still a lot of years left in the tank. So I felt like that was a bit of a stretch to kind of say, <laughs> well, about a running back here. <laughs> no, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is what we're talking about a guy on defense here. We're not talking, like you said, we're talking about a nose tackle at the end of the day. I'm going to just go with that guy has a little bit more tread on the tire than if we were talking about, say, now if he had mentioned Cordero Patterson, okay, I give you that. Absolutely. But the fact that you you mentioned Onyemata and Bud Dupree, tell me that David Onyemata, you're looking to see if he's going to give you as much productivity as he has the past couple of seasons, because it was like a spike, if you will, relative to where else he was. Tell me with Bud Dupree. And he did mention the injuries, but lead with that. Don't lead with the age. Because again, the template is set. If you're not Kansas city or you're not Philadelphia, every other team around this league, even the bills, think about it. Everybody, the Ravens, All of these teams that are trying to go after it, get after it. They're looking at the guy who has one, two, maybe three more years of good, if not greatness left in the tank and saying, I'm in win now mode. So Mm -hmm. that's why I think for me, that article kind of made me feel some type of way because I simply didn't feel like it was based on enough for the Falcons to be in the bottom quarter of teams and their moves in the off season. Even if he had them in the top half drivers, I might scratch my head, but I might go, okay, I'll give you that because All of this is still on paper. But by all accounts, including yours and mine, people who, you know, watch this team and and cover the team every day, Mm -hmm. our accounts would say at least the the top third. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, top 12. You know what I mean? Like I I, I will put them up in in that category because I I think that when you think about, like you said, filling these offseason, that's what it's all about. Right. And then. Once the pads come on in, in the summertime, the summer, you'll understand how it all's going to come together, sure. if it's going to mm-hmm. come together. And to be honest with you, like, let's keep it, keep it funky here. 
Like, we all know, been covering this team for quite some time, and we understand why there is, you know, uh, why we there was a reason why we felt like the Falcons should have gone de- defense, right? But yes. hey, the the the, the doggone head coach is doggone is is the offensive coordinator. You yes. know what I mean? He's an offensive minded guy, and they've drafted three pass catchers in the last three j- drafts since they've been here as a regime. So guess what? If they want to stack the deck on offense, I don't care. All they got to do is just go out and execute. And I feel yeah. like Arthur Smith can do that. So, yeah. you know, when you're playing with a lead, we've seen this movie before, right? We've seen it work. We've seen it to the, to the tune of getting to a Super Bowl and being on the brink yeah. of before all that stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to bring that up because, you know, I get a little emotional when I start talking about that type of stuff. But I think right now you have to look at it from a standpoint of the Falcons feel, feel their needs and they stack the deck on offense. And if you're stacking the deck on offense, as long as you execute, I'm cool. Yeah, same here. I think that that's going to be the telltale. And remember, the Eagles and the Chiefs were kind of juxtaposed, but so I'm going to take the Eagles out of my comment for a second. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the Chiefs, you still see a team in the Chiefs that has always had a solid defense. You know, yeah, and at they, and they, they do, get home. There, <laughs> there, is. One of them. there it is. They've <laughs> always had a solid defense, but you have a Houston or a Jones who's always, you know, they've always had that one guy, right? Yeah. Who could affect just enough. And the rest of that defense was, you know, brought along for the riders. Sometimes it was Tyron Matthew. Sometimes, yep. it was, you know, it was, yeah. So they've always had. So to me, if, if that's the blueprint that the Falcons are somewhat going after, like they have solid guys, right? But anybody mm-hmm. could be the guy now that they put this together. It could be A.J. Terrell again. It can be Grady Jarrett again. To me, that's a good formula for success. So, yeah, when I saw that, I thought, oh, I got to share this with Jarvis because 26 to me just seemed a little bit narrow, uh, seemed a little narrow-minded on the thought process around it. And, again, simply because when I saw the rationale, I said, yeah, that's just – I can't make that math make sense. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, if, you, if the math makes sense to you, everydayers, let it be known. Tell us in the comments when you – Check us out on YouTube and don't forget wherever you are in and around the city, you want to drop this podcast, go ahead and download it because we're a cool listen all up and down the A. Appreciate you guys for that support as always. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. No doubt about it. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Our guy, T, our guy, our main man, Raheem Morris. As you know, he was the interim head coach for the Falcons, defense coordinator, and he was doggone wide receiver coach as well. He had a lot of roles when he was here down in Atlanta. The city of Atlanta, probably one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Like, he's a real one. T, he's in the news. And for all good reason, um, there was a three-year-old boy that that was drowned, that had that started to drown, and they went over to 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 save him. And, and um, Raheem Morris was a big part of that, right? Because 
he was uh he had the AD training, and you know that with uh, the AD training is you know so, so, some of the CPR and all that stuff. Like all of this got implemented when Demar Demar Hamlin had his issues, right? So they had gotten that training, and Raheem Morris credited to that, and they were able to save the young man, you know. And while the doctor was there, and, and uh, Raheem Morris was a big big part of helping him throughout that process, helping the doctor throughout the process. You know, so, you know, because, you know, that sense of urgency is real in yes. those moments because the young man, he was breathless once they uh, pulled him out of, out of the water. So, yeah, shout out to Raheem Morris out here saving lives. T, what is, man, and the NFL, too, for implementing those, yes. you know, making sure that those guys are trained in those areas. And the timeliness of it, because these are the types of things where, you know, there's a lot of hoopla sometimes when things happen like they did to DeMar Hamlin, and then there's really no follow-up, right? So right. for that training to have been implemented in such a timely manner, you're absolutely right. You got to give credit to the league first and foremost, but also... This so speaks of who Raheem Morris is. You know, my favorite thing to say about him was, hey, he's the only coach that calls me by name. Of course, that's before Marquise. Hey, Coach Marquise, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I appreciate Coach Ra for that. But I say that only to say it's because he had an innate ability to connect with each and every media person individually, each and every yes. one of his players individually, with the coaches individually. And I can only imagine in his mind in that moment, that was one, that was the most important person in the entire space that yeah. kid to save that person. And that's just you know, the spirit that he has. It's amazing to me. And so when I saw it, I smiled, but I said, not shocked. I would expect nothing less of coach Morris because of what we were able to see in our time of covering him while he was with the Falcons. So. Shout out to you, coach raw, my man. Yeah. All right. Another thing that I'm not surprised about T how about this? Uh, Uncle Shay Shay Shannon Sharp is uh leaving undisputed. His last show will be after the NBA Finals comes to a conclusion, and he will no longer be aside uh, Skip Bayless. Um, like I said, I'm not shocked by this because Skip Bayless is a guy that I used to admire, but as I got into this industry and start working my way and building up my, you know, my thought processes and how to attack shows from day to day. I start to lose a lot of respect for him, and I don't have any at this point because yeah. the man didn't treat that man right. The guy that he allegedly fought for to get on that show, he did not treat him with the respect that he deserves, and I'm so glad that Uncle Shay Shay is getting up out of there. Yeah, and I think that the word you used, and you didn't use it in this context, but I'm going to take the word anyway and put it in context, attack. <laughs> everything when I watch and I know these are some shows that like it's a battle right it's always course, a battle yeah. on first take and it's always a battle concocted yeah yeah exactly and some <laughs> of it is definitely concocted but yeah. I can't say that I've ever watched a show where Stephen A. Smith nor Shannon Sharp went at Skip Bayless with malicious intent I never walked away feeling like they ever went at their co-host that way mm -hmm. or disrespected his humanity or his manhood yeah I can name so many instances, and I don't even watch the show that often because of that very reason. Indeed. So many instances where I was like, are you respecting your co-host's manhood, Skip Bayless? Are you respecting his humanity? Are you, why is this feeling like a personal attack? And not just on him, but certain players, it felt like it was a, per it is and has always been a personal attack. And I'm just not here for that. I understand that that type of journalism is maybe not the purest form of journalism because it is about, you know, the rah-rah and getting a reaction. But Jarvis, I'm also about 
do you have to get it at the expense of a, another person? Yeah. Like, because to me, that minimizes who you are yeah. because you have to one up, you have to one up the other person and you have to demean and minimize who they are in order for you. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if that's the formula, miss me with that one. So, yeah, yeah. I look forward to whatever we're going to see, because I enjoyed the majority of Shannon Sharp's takes on everything. There were only one or two things where I vehemently disagreed with him. But I have a lot of respect for what he was able to bring to the table in his own little Shay Shay way. And I yes. really, really hope that we get an opportunity to see him on another platform, because I do think there is a space to be filled by him. No doubt about it. And he's already get, got one going on and he was able to grab that up off up under the umbrella of FS1 the Club Shay Shay. Yes, Over I do a like million that. followers subscribers on, yeah. on, on, on YouTube. You guys. Yeah. You know, I need to uh, see yeah. him. I need to see him yeah. on the big screen too. Yes. Like give, yes. yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. He deserves Shay, to be yeah. Shay Shay yeah, back absolutely. on TV with the podcast as a, a piece of that, I think would be a, a wonderful look for him. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And we thank you guys for you know making ATL Day One's your first listen of the day. And also remember, you know, you guys go and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We up up over seven thousand subscribers. We appreciate you all. We appreciate you. Come on now. It's all because of you. So so all we ask you to do, like anybody that listen each and every day and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and check this out. And also if you are downloading us each and every day, Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. That's how the word gets out about ATL Day Ones. Go ahead and spread the good news, you know, about this show. We appreciate you guys in advance for all of that. And also, coming up tomorrow on the show, guys, mention mini camps, you know, OTAs, all that stuff is going down. Let me check you out. I own Tanitra Batiste. We'll get a chance to talk to one of the assistant coaches that you need to hear from. I promise you, it'll be on the audio side. So make sure you guys be on the lookout for that. And also, we'll be downloading tomorrow about the NBA finals and everything like that. So make sure you guys come back tomorrow because we will have a good one just for you. And last but not least, before we get out of here, if you don't do anything else for the rest of the day, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.